0: Welcome to bible study live with matt i am matt and today we're gonna to wrestle with the question how do you live the christian life what does that actually mean to live a christian life look some people have a positive connotation when they hear the word christian some people well don't um, but there's a reason and oftentimes it's because some of us who are calling ourselves christ followers christians aren't really living the christian life so What does it mean to live the Christian life? Well, it's not about rules and do this and don't do that, but Jesus spelled it out fairly clearly. So today we're going to wrestle with a couple scripture passages that talk about how we're supposed to live that life that Jesus called us to. So uh, without further ado, let's dig in. Uh, We're going to read from Matthew chapter 22. And uh, I'm going to just pull up a few things here for me and um, let's start with like what should guide us like when you think about living the christian life living a life that actually looks like you're following jesus uh, how do we know that we're doing that well let's read what matthew uh chapter 22 we're gonna read verses 34 through 40 i'm reading from the message whatever translation you're reading from is good they're all telling the same story um But let's, uh, let's go ahead and dig into the words here and then we'll kind of break down what this means. So uh, Matthew chapter uh, 22 verses 34 through 40 uh, say this. It says, when the Pharisees heard how he, he being Jesus, had bested the Sadducees, they gathered their forces for an assault. One of their religion scholars spoke for them, posing a question they hoped would show him up. Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? Now, this is pretty, pretty important. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, they were, um, they had like some differences uh, a little bit in theological beliefs. You know, some didn't believe the resurrection. Uh, the one camp did. But in this case, what they're trying to do is they're trying to trip Jesus up to say, let's get him to commit blasphemy because they were looking for a way to take him out. So they were like, let's get him to say something stupid here. That was their goal. So they say, what's the most important? You know, which command in God's law is most important? And look at what Jesus says. He says, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there's a second to set alongside it love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law, and the prophets hangs from them ooh that's pretty powerful uh and let's talk about why so the first thing jesus says is love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind what he's doing is he's quoting the shema from deuteronomy he's saying you know what the most important command is the one that god said first is the most important love me with all you've got okay with all your passion all your prayer all your intelligence the uh, the the original uh, text says basically like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your very, which basically means everything you've got. So to set the stage for how we live a life, a Christ following life, there are two basic principles. And I would encourage you to write these down if you're unfamiliar. But principle number one is this. God's got to come first. We've got to put God first. If we put God first and we want to Follow Jesus if we're truly living this out. If we put God first, then we're committing to trying to live our life like Jesus lived, and that leads us to the second one that Jesus said, which is this the one that's alongside it. He said, Love others as well as you love yourself. Now, what does it mean to love others as well as we love ourselves? Basically, when you think about it, it's like, Man, if I'm hungry, I gotta eat. Okay, if you see somebody else who's hungry. Do you care as much about making sure that they've got to eat? When you say, gosh, you know, I, 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 I need money to cover bills and you've got some excess, but you know, somebody's struggling. Are you helping them? Right. Are, are we, are we stepping up and making sure, are, are we doing what we can to try and make sure others, you know, that we're, we're caring about others as much as we care about ourselves. And listen, this isn't always an easy one, right? But a lot of times we we don't start in the right place, so we can't walk it out right. Because we think well, being a Christian means, uh, you know, it depends on what denomination you're in. Uh, if you're a Baptist, certain Baptist, uh, you know, um, factions think that being a Christian means you can't dance, you can't play cards, you can't, uh, you know, you can't d- do so. You can't listen to certain music. Like there are just these things. Like oh, if you do that, you're not a Christian. But the reality is, Jesus said, you you want to know what the most important thing God wants out of you love him with everything you got and you know what love his children so that's the guiding principle so if you go well how do i know if i'm living a christian life well the the first principle is am i loving god and then am i loving others as much as i love me so if we use those and jesus says all of the law and the prophets hang on these two things why would he say that because if we can make these things our focus, everything else will fall into place. If we can make these two things our focus, everything else will fall into place. So love God first, love others as much as ourselves. If we love God, we're going to by default love others as much as we love ourselves, because if we love God, we're going to try and Realize we're created in His image. We want to do what He does. What He does is love people unconditionally, forgive, show grace, show mercy, do all those things to us. And and Jesus is saying, if we love God, then we're going to want to do all those things for others too. We're gonna to, we're gonna to want to love them, help them, be kind to them, show them grace, show them mercy. Uh, that's being like God, being like Jesus. Okay, so that's step one. But the other thing is this: like we go, okay, so now I know where to start. I know I start with loving God and loving others. That's, that's where I start. But what else do I need to know? Like, well, here's the thing. A lot of folks don't want to go to church, don't want to be Christians, don't want to associate with them because, because of the behavior they've seen from Christians. What do I mean by that? I mean, they don't see people that say, I love Jesus, loving one another well. You know, they see somebody who goes to church, who's struggling and losing their home and, and, and they're, maybe they're out of work because of a pandemic or something like that. And they don't see the church rallying around them to try and help them save their home. You know, it's funny. Um, when we lived in a, in a different state, I remember my wife and I had a conversation with somebody and it was just beautiful. And that person shared how they were going through a hard time. This is somebody in the church. We didn't even know they were going through it, by the way. But they had shared how there was a point where they were going through a hard time. They had shared it with, with a group of people. And one day they went out to their mailbox and there was just an envelope with a stack of cash that was enough to cover their mortgage. It's like, wow. They're, they're, and there are. There's a great example of loving your neighbor like yourself, right? Like it, they there were people in the church taking care of people in the church. I remember years ago um when <clears throat> I was uh I was out of work. I um it was 2005. 2005. Um I had uh taken a risk and didn't work. My my friend Chuck and I had uh, started a company that just failed. And um, and I was out of work, and uh, I literally I applied at Target, I applied at Walmart, and um, when they saw the money that I had made before, <laughs> Walmart didn't even contact me. Target called me in for an interview, and then they said, "Look, our manager job pays. I think at that time, two thousand five, was like thirty eight grand a year or something," and they said, um, <laughs> "You made more than double that uh, before this. So the moment um, somebody offers you a better job, you're going to leave, and we can't, you know, we can't hire somebody." And have that kind of turnover management at Target, which I I got it. It made sense. So so they passed. Basically, they're like, oh, you're overqualified. No, you, you know, you're not going to be happy with the money you make. So here I am. I'm out of work. And it's it's a couple months, right? So like money's run dry. I'm out. I'm like broke. I'm applying for jobs everywhere. No one hires me. And um, I was just too prideful to talk about it, right? Always just putting a smile on Zig Ziglar. You know, how you doing? I'm doing great. Tell the truth in advance. Wasn't doing great. My family was hurting. Only people that knew were the small group members in my church. It was a small group that I led. Uh, We had like eight or 12 people in it. And uh, one day I get home, still gets to be choked up. My front porch is just covered with bags of groceries. Just covered. Probably enough to last two or three weeks. And I knew who did it. (laughs) It was my small group. That was an example of Loving one another, right? As yourself. And it's interesting because in John chapter 13, and let's read this uh, verse 35, it says, Jesus says, Let me give you a new command love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. You know, how many times have we seen people in the church struggling and it's like, there are hundreds of people in the church, or maybe even thousands, and it's like, man, if everybody chipped in a, a, a five dollars, like that family, they could cover their mortgage. If everybody chipped in a dollar, they they could have their groceries covered. How many times though are people who aren't part of the church? How many times have they seen people in the church struggle and a whole congregation that could help them, but they didn't see. How do you live the Christian life so that not only God knows you're living it, but so that the world knows? And it's interesting. Why would Jesus say, This is how they'll know you're my followers? Why would Jesus care if the world knows that you follow him or not? Well, the answer to that's not that hard. Jesus called people who follow him to make disciples. What's a disciple? It's a student, a learner. And Jesus said, He gave that great commission. He said, Go out and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, if for somebody to want to be a student, to want to be a follower of Jesus, they have to see something that they want to emulate. Like, why would somebody look and go, oh yeah, I want to be just like those people that go to church, that when someone sitting next to them in the pew doesn't have food and is losing their home, they're just going, I'll pray for you. But they're not doing anything to physically help them when they can and this goes back to when Jesus was asked in Matthew 22, you know, when they, the the Pharisees and Sadducees, when the Pharisees said, hey, what's the greatest command? He said, hey, first one, it's easy, right? Quotes the Shema, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, strength. Just go in Deuteronomy. And then he says, the next one, right alongside it, love others as much as you love yourself. He said, all the law and prophets. What's the law and the prophets? Well, there's Tanakh. There's your Old Testament, right? We call it the Old Testament as Christians, Christ followers, uh, but that's the Hebrew Bible. That's the Bible they had. Okay, so they're, all the the law and the prophets, and, and the, or when you look at the early part of the Old Testament, uh, Jesus like those two. If you love God and love others, boom, you're going to hit all of the all of the things in the law and the prophets. Every single one you'll hit if you make it a priority to love God and love others. And then in John. Again, Jesus goes on to say, this is how everyone will recognize that you're my disciple when they see the love you have for one another. So how do you live the Christian life? One word, love. Now, I get, I've got some super like conservative Christian friends that get so frustrated when, when people say God is love, or you want to walk the Christian life? Love. That's it. Love. Well, no, but what about this? And then they want to quote all the verses that say, Call this out! Call this out! Do this. That's not what Jesus said, though. When Jesus was asked what was most important, love, love, to to, love God, love others. In John, when he said, "Here's a new command I give you: love." You know how people will know you're with me by your love for each other. So it's important to know this because if we really look at that, your love for one another, on first glance, it could look like he's selfishly saying just love other followers of mine i've actually heard people preach on that and say listen i know y'all want to you, you, and we need to love the world we need to pray for them but 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 the real thing is you got to love other christians right that's that's what this is about is it though is it because if it's just about that then why would jesus say this is how they'll know you're my followers who would they be well those who were not his followers, right? So, what would be the purpose of that to make disciples? Why? Because we love others and we want them to know Jesus too. So, actually, yeah, your neighbor. Doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a Christian but you're supposed to love them as much as you love yourself so yes, the world will know where Jesus's followers because he said you know here's how they'll know you're my followers well that means here's how the people who aren't my followers will know you are my followers by your love for each other so when people who are not followers of Jesus see followers of Jesus taking care of each other they see somebody who's struggling that's part of that that local church body being cared for by the church body. They say, man, I wish I had people who loved and cared for me like that. Hey, hello, Princess Sammy in Japan. Thank you so much for jumping on. So that's see, when, when people who don't know Jesus, see those who claim to actually living it out, providing for one another when struggling. And listen, you can't always, I know sometimes listen, we've all, we all just survived a pandemic. Well, we didn't all survive it, but those of us that are alive talking about it made it through a pandemic. So most most people, many people are financially hurting. So you may not be in a place where you can financially help somebody like that right now. But do you have an extra seat at your dinner table? If you've got friends that you know are struggling, could you invite them over for dinner and provide a meal for them? And you might say, well, but that's not much, Matt. That's not much. But you know what? Actually, think about it. If somebody has very little or nothing, and they've got to count every penny to make sure that certain bills are paid, man, when you take them, the cost of a meal off their plate and just invite them over, whoo, you can make a difference. That can help. So how do you live the Christian life? Well, you follow what Jesus said. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Basically, all you got. You've got everything. If you do that, the second one will come more naturally. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. <laughs> Chris Elder, I love it, bro. <laughs> the 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 Princess Sammy name—I did not even realize that was you, bro. That's so great, and it is. And I love what you said there. It's the little things, like a small spark that light a fire. That's the thing—the the, the things that we can do for one another. So I'm just gonna. Real quick, just boom, boom, boom. Summarize this, and then we'll uh, we'll land the plane for the day, and then we'll jump back on between seven thirty and eight thirty a.m. Central Time tomorrow. So here we go. Number one. How do we live the Christian life? Love God with all you've got. If you do that, it'll be more natural for us to do the second thing, which is to love our neighbor as ourself. And why would we be doing all of these things? Well, Jesus said, look, they'll know you're my followers by your love for one another. Why would Jesus want us to show love to one another? So that they, those who don't yet follow him, will know we're his followers. And they'll see the way we love each other. When people who don't know Jesus see the way people that do actually live it out and love each other and care for each other and make sure people don't go without when there's any possibility, when they see us making peace in situations that are not easy to make peace in, when they see us showing grace and mercy, all of those are a byproduct of love. So when people say, well, uh, love's not the most important thing that the Bible taught, Uh, wrong. Wrong answer. Hold on. Let me play anything else dead without love the gospel is dead jesus said the most important thing is love so to all my christian friends out there when you say well love is not what the bible is about love is not the most important thing i would challenge you to open the book of matthew and learn your bible because jesus said the most important thing was love now let me be clear love doesn't mean you're high-fiving sin okay? I've heard people, I've had some people say to me, well, yeah, but when you think like that, you're just basically validating people's sin choices. No, you're not. You can love somebody and still not be supportive of a bad choice. You can love somebody and say, listen, I love you. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that in your life? You can also love somebody and sometimes be silent with them, but speak loudly in prayer to God. Love is the most important the overarching story in the entire Bible. God created us because he loved us. God sent Jesus on a rescue mission to redeem us because he loved us. And at the end of the story, the scriptures say, the Bible clearly says, the renewal of all things will take place. God redeems and renews all things for one reason, love. God loves us. How do you live the Christian life? Start learning how to love. That's how. There you go. That's today's Bible study live. Listen, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, The scripture references again that I used are Matthew 22, 34 through 40 and uh, John 13, 35. I like reading out of the message. I think it's beautiful paraphrase and Eugene Peterson gets it right um, to the like original language. Man, he is often better than many other transcriptions. As a matter of fact, the message I think hits it on the mark even much better than the king james uh so there you go uh i love it i love it i love it chris says love is the word the word is written from love amen bro amen and amen listen uh if you watch this live or after the fact if uh, it resonated with you can i please encourage you share it out so other people can hear this too help make disciples help make learners help get people in their bible speaking of that if you don't have a bible and you need one i haven't said this in a Quite a few shows, but if you don't have a Bible and you need one, uh, my wife and I will be happy to provide one for you. If you live in the United States, we'll Amazon one to you. Uh, you can email, uh, you can email team team at forthisreason.org. Uh T-E-A-M at forthisreason.org and just say you need a Bible, make sure you put your name, address, and phone number, and we will ship one from Amazon at no. Charge to you. We'll buy it for you because we want to help people get in God's word. Uh, Also, we've got a new book coming out in March. I am excited. I can't tell you how excited I am about this book that that we've got. It's called For This Reason Living in Ephesians 5 Marriage. If you want to score an advanced copy of that book, you can text the word love to 833 981 0002. That's 833 toll free number 833 981 0002. Now for legal reasons, I have to say this disclaimer, standard messaging and data rates apply. What that means is if you don't have unlimited texting, you're going to obviously use a couple texts when you send one and when you receive one, but text the word love to 833-981-0002 and we'll send you a link to score an advanced copy of for this reason, how to live in Ephesians five marriage. I think it'll make a difference in your life. If you're single, it will be a good book to read to help you get a handle on what you, what you can expect and what you should expect in a marriage, uh, if you're married and you go, you know, ah, man, we've been hitting some, some walls in our, in our marriage. We've been hitting a few roadblocks. We we just, oh, we're struggling with this. Guess what? There's hope. And it is literally found in the scriptures and this book will help you find that. So, uh, text the word love to 833-981-0002. If you want an advanced copy of that, look, if you want to stay on top of the other stuff that I do, you want to get my best updates. If you follow me because you do entrepreneurial stuff, business stuff, you can also text my name, M-A-T, only one T, Nurse couldn't spell. There's literally not two T's in my Matthew. It is M-A-T-H-E W, which is also phonetically correct. Matthew. Uh, You can text M-A-T to that same phone number, 833-981-002. You'll get all my best updates on the cool things that I do uh business-wise as well. So listen, thank you so much for tuning in. And listen, remember, no matter where you're at in your in your life and your faith journey, you are just uh, one moment away from walking one step closer with Jesus. So go out there and make your day and uh, hopefully somebody else's amazing. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs>